This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. We're going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the lonely. Welcome back to the show. This is Jasmine with Listen to Your Single Friend. So on today's episode, we're talking about ghosting. This is probably going to be the most vulnerable I've ever been on any of my platforms, but it's going to be good. And I'm super excited about this episode. Keep the conversation going on with us on Instagram and Facebook. That's at Listen to Your Single Friend. Uh, Instagram. And Facebook is facebook.com forward slash listen to your single friend. On Twitter, it is your single friend. And friend is spelled F-R-N-D because I had to shorten it. Um, Make sure you tune into our accounts on Fridays for Screenshot Fridays because it gets crazy. We post all kind of screenshots that people send me from interactions they've had with people they're dating or trying to get to know. And yeah, it gets crazy. Um, Listen to Your Single Friend is also a book that I've been writing since 2018. Uh, Make sure to sign up for the book mailing list to get more information information on release dates, pre-orders, all that good stuff, go to the website, listen to your singlefriend.com. Before we move on, let's run back the game from the last episode. So last week I asked y'all a trivia question. I'm going to play the clip really quick. On average, the amount of time it takes to make a first impression on a man is 15 minutes. What is the average amount of time it takes to make a first impression on a woman? Is it A, five minutes, B, 15 minutes, C, 45 minutes, or D, one hour? So a lot of y'all reached out and y'all got the answer wrong. (laughs) People were texting me. My mom called me and like wanted to know the answer to the question. So the answer is actually D. It takes one hour for women to feel like an impression has been made. And I kind of feel like that's on target. Like men are so easily impressed. You know, the whole men are visual, blah, blah, blah. Like men are so easily impressed. Like for women, we can't just jump right in there. Like we need a little, we need a little warming up, a little foreplay. Like we can't really decide as soon as we meet a guy within a couple of minutes, you know, like what's it going to be, what's it going to be like, or like how we're feeling. So I think that one hour kind of makes sense, but that was the answer. Statistics show that it takes women about an hour to um, feel like an impression has been made. So let's get into today's show. It's time for the quote of the day. So I'm always going to start y'all off with positive vibes. Today's quote of the day is, my alone feels so good. I'll only have you if you're sweeter than my solitude. I don't know who said this, but I absolutely, absolutely love this quote when I came across it because like if you're seeing someone right now, this quote is so affirming. Like it can help you evaluate who you're seeing, but chances are like 
things are going well. And it just really affirms like, you know what? Like, you know, like when you're single, your life is like kind of you have a schedule, like and you have a way about things and a way about your life. And when someone new and good comes around, like they definitely break that mode, but not in a bad way. And so I like that part. If only if you're sweeter than my solitude, like doing me is cool, boo. But if you can make that better, that I, that works for me. So if you're seeing somebody new, I thought that quote was very, very affirming. And, you know, it is a good litmus test um, if you're evaluating waiting a new person. Um, But, you know, if you're not seeing anybody new, this also is affirming as well, because it's like, you know what? I didn't date it. I didn't say some things, but I just, I'd rather have me. Like, I would just rather have me. Like, some of y'all is cool, but y'all, y'all ain't all the way there for me yet. Or, you know, it just ain't working. It's just not enough. I would rather have my solitude because that is just what's working for me now. So I really, really, really like that quote because, you know, single, dating, indifferent, whatever, it's just really affirming um, whatever situation you're in right now. And I really liked how it started. My alone feels good. Get to that place if you're not in that place because my alone does feel good, (laughs) y'all. My piece is expensive as hell and can't nobody afford it. So yeah. That's the quote of the day. All right, y'all. Now it's time for goals or goofies. So this is some mess, y'all. And low key, this is some Gen Z mess. Um, but there are people my age that follow this couple. So I want to comment on it. They are formerly called DK4L. They are YouTube bloggers, video bloggers, and their YouTube channel has 5.8 million subscribers. Um, They're young and cute. Her name is Deara. She's 24. And his name is Ken and he's 26. So that's where the DK comes from. DK full life. Um, According to Wikipedia, they met at Chipotle and they basically gained their fan base like from posting all these cute pictures on the gram. Now, I don't like all that vlogging mess in general, just because like it just feels really forced. And like, I don't want to watch like regular people grocery shop um, and like play mean pranks on each other and, you know, like on their partners, like some of that stuff they be doing, not specifically this couple, but just in general, that whole vlogging thing it's just too much. Um, and then also like people only get platforms simply because like they have a partner that's attractive and they're attractive and I just don't like it at all, but I digress. Uh, don't really follow this couple. I actually did not hear about them until earlier this year, actually. Um, this is the first time I really heard about them when they got engaged. So it was trending nationally on Twitter. Like their following is that big. Um, so I was going to come across them at some point in time. Um, and they didn't get back on my radar until this past week. So a fan, it's a video floating around, a fan saw Ken in a parking lot outside of a lounge standing next to some girl. He was with some friends. And next thing you know, you see him like slap her on the ass. Uh, And it was a mess. Like, 
I just, I don't know. The internet had an absolute meltdown. Mind you, I don't even follow these people. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I have not followed their journey or anything, but I was kind of feeling it, like, why people were upset. Because it's just like, really, dude? Like, I mean, their following is huge. You're going to do this out in public? And I don't think they had on mask either. I'm going to have to rewatch the video, but side note. Um... So he issued a statement and basically just said, you know, I didn't even know the girl. We had a brief introduction at the lounge. She said, "I hey, I know who you are. Um, we leave the lounge. There was no flirting involved. I gave her a hug and I inappropri- inappropriately touched her butt. 100% I admit that. Basically goes on to say, we didn't talk before this. Ain't been no conversation after this. Like, you know, I admit I was wrong, but pretty much everything you saw in the video was the most that we talked and I'm getting death threats. You guys, you know, are being hateful, telling me to kill myself. You know, I'm sorry, Deara, you don't deserve the pain and embarrassment I've caused you or the hurt I've brought onto you. So he wrote a really, really long statement or whatever. So I just like paraphrased. Um, Yeah. And so the girl then comes out from the video and she basically corroborates what he said. Like, I don't know this man. And we definitely just met that day. He did hit my butt, but it just was what it was. Um, And allegedly, as I did my research on this couple, he like emotionally cheated a few years ago. I don't know if he physically cheated or not, but I think he emotionally cheated a few years ago. And he was basically slick talking to some woman who had a fan page for him and his, at the time, girlfriend. Um, So this isn't really like the first time he's done this. And I just, first off, I will say like the stands do the most, like, Again, I'm not into the vlogging thing, but I know the other generations are into all these YouTube stars and couples and stuff. Um, But y'all can't be so wrapped into people's lives that y'all are sending them death threats. Like, stan culture is so problematic right now, not just in the internet famous people. Um, But yeah, y'all gotta chill out on that kind of stuff. But say all that to say, I do understand because they have such a huge following, like... I I can't decide what I'm mad about, honestly, y'all. Like, the girl is not someone that he knew before. So you just threw away six years. I I don't think I mentioned that, but they've been together for six years. Um, You just threw away six years. Oh, a girl you only knew for a day. I mean... It's just crazy to me. It's just crazy to me. Um, and then the method of cheating was just a butt slap. You gonna embarrass me over some booty? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so stupid. I mean, obviously I'm not saying he should have had full-blown sex with the girl, but like, really? I don't know, like, not that it matters, but I think Diara has a cute shape. Like, I don't know if she has any booty or not, but just like over some booty what is wrong with you like you didn't even know this girl like I I can't I honestly can't figure out what exactly I'm mad about I'm sure like the stands and the fans got a laundry list of reasons and like I said I did a little bit of research and it sounds like he's done this before but you know 
it, it is just really sad because they apparently have like a multi-million dollar <laughs> uh, social media platform. And you're going to publicly embarrass this girl after they just went viral in this huge proposal earlier this year. Um, Diera, you know, they're, they're social media people. So sis has carried on on social media, business as usual, posting her content, doing her advertisements. She has not really uttered a word. I think she did put a Facebook post out basically saying like, you know, regardless, I'm gonna be good. Like just something real vague. Cause you know, I know people were probably waiting on what she was going to say. Um, but this is obviously goofy shit. Like I know that these cup, this couple was relationship goals for a lot of people, but this wasn't his first time doing some dumb shit. And then he gonna go do this. Like this is definitely some goofy shit. And they have a huge, huge platform. Like I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why he would do this. Like, it just, I, like I said, I don't even know exactly what I'm mad about, but I'm mad about it. <laughs> and I know that the stands are pissed. So maybe the stands will hit me up and tell me like more specifics, but this was just some dumb shit. Like, honestly. And he's 26, but they are overall like a young couple, but that's just no excuse. Cause like now you getting in the way of your bag, homeboy. Like if they do split up, like people are going to, you know, gravitate towards her. Like, I don't, but I don't watch their stuff. So, you know, stands correct me, but yeah, it definitely goofy, definitely goofy. Um, I don't know what she about to do. I, I appreciate her moving on life as usual because she still got to continue to post her content and, you know, do her advertisements. But yeah, that that was sad. So Goofy is definitely Ken. So I'm sorry, sis, Diera. And I'm sorry to the DK4L fans. But yeah, this ain't relationship goes. Not no more. I don't know how they're going to recover from this, but it's not okay. All right, next up, um, I wanted to talk about an editorial that the Washington Post did recently um, on Kamala and her husband, um, not because my fellow Howard alumna just became the first ever woman vice president, um, but because she inspires us in so many other ways, including her dating life. Um, so a lot of people don't know that Kamala's only been married for six years and my math, it should serve me correctly. That means she got married when she was 50. Um, I absolutely loved everything about this. Um, basically it just talks about when they first started dating. Um, after the first date, her husband, Doug reached out and immediately the next morning, he basically said, I really like you. I want to see if we can make this work and sent her his schedule <laughs> for the next couple of months. They are, they were, both obviously she's her but he's an attorney as well um and I love that and as the article says the momentum of a good first date could have easily fizzled fizzled out but he followed through appropriately offering a little vulnerability and I love that because I think that's something that's so missing from dating is people are afraid to say like I had a good date like 
let's go do this again. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously they're, they were older and this was his second marriage. And he, he said verbatim that he don't have time for games. Um, but I just thought that this was so cute that he did this because the early stages is when things just get kind of, ugh. So after that, they're going to talk about how he wanted um, Kamala to meet his children. Um, and she was kind of like, okay, like it's kind of too soon for that after the second date. And so she kind of had to pump the brakes on things. And the article talks about how sometimes we feel like eh, if somebody's coming on too strong or they seem like too eager beaver, sometimes you kind of just like call it quits. So again, this early dating stage can just be so ugh, in the beginning. And it's so easy to just be just to be like, you know, I'm good. Like you're doing too much. I'm not, I mean, I've told men that before. Like I've had guys before the first date tell me they want to meet their, they want me to meet their kids. And I'm like, no, like I don't want to meet your rugrats. Like I just, no. So, and that wasn't the reason I pumped the brakes, but I can definitely see that being a reason that some woman would want to run for the hills. But she just, you know, she put up that boundary and he respected that and they just kept it pushing. And and after their third date, they agreed to commit to each other for six months and then said, at the end of that, we'll reevaluate our relationship. And that was just mind blowing. Like, I literally have chills right now. Cause, like, first of all, like, I love, and I'm a Virgo, I love analyzing things and I love, like, <laughs> evaluating stuff. And so, like, the fact that they set a time frame and they just said, we'll see what happens in a couple months. I just love that. I just thought that it was the cutest thing ever. Obviously, things went great because they're married now and he's gonna be, I don't know what we're gonna call him, the second husband um the second gentleman the second man I don't know what we're gonna call him but um obviously things went great I just love how she embraces his bonus kids his ex-wife speaks very highly of Kamala and calls her a friend like the blending of the family everything just like was just so cute about them and he was just so intentional like he was not hiding his hand at all and she also set her boundaries and they respected each other enough to say hey let's just go at this and see what happens we're both busy we both have lives and we're both you know attorneys let's just see what happens over the next couple months and then we'll take another look at it this is goals as fuck this is two mature adult people saying I like you. Let's see if it works. Like, this is just so goals on so many levels. So they are definitely the goals this week. Uh, Because I just thought that this story about them dating was just so freaking cute. So yes, goals as fuck. Shout out to Kamala. Shout out to Uncle Joe. All right, y'all. Let's get into the mess. <laughs> So ghosting is so popular, it is on Merriam-Webster. So I'm going to give y'all the actual definition as defined by Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Merriam-Webster Dictionary. <laughs> um, the definition is the act or practice of abruptly cutting off all contact with someone, such as a formal romantic partner, by no longer accepting or responding to phone calls, instant messages, etc. So that's how you know it was written by Merriam-Webster because who 
it's the messages, people. But whatever. <laughs> so that is what ghosting is. Um, chances are, if you dated at all, you have been ghosted. Um, I know I have for sure. So over the summer, I got ghosted in the middle of quarantine, and it sucked. I met him on an app. Um, this is like early June, so like literally top of summer. Um, and basically we, I gave him my number and, um, we get to talking. Things went pretty smooth on our first phone call. We discussed some like social topics and, you know, I could tell he was intelligent and he also wasn't afraid to disagree with me and, you know, wasn't threatened by me or anything. So good, good things with the first phone call. Um, And one thing that stood out to me, like, as the weeks went on was that he liked to call. Like, I remember one time, it was like 4.15 or 4.30, like, um, and I was just about to get wrapped up with work. And he texted me, and he was like, "Uh, what are you doing in, like, 15 minutes? And I was like, oh, I'm just wrapping up with work. And he said, okay, I'm going to call you. And he called me. And I was just like, but that was something that he did all the time. Like he, like we would talk a little bit via text, but literally he'd just be like, what you doing? I'd be like, oh, I'm doing this. And then he'll just call me. Like this is one of my biggest pain points in dating. Like, I don't know how men be get who men be expecting to get to know somebody behind a damn screen, but yeah, that was just one of the things that stood out to me with this guy. So, like, we texted a little bit, sent photos, video chatted, but we definitely talked on the phone a few times a week. So, I was getting excited, and I know this is a bare minimum, okay? Like, but, you know, establishing a consistent connection pattern um, establishing a consistent communication pattern, you know, with someone you're connected with, it, it's just hard. <laughs> it's so like, there'll be guys on the line that you don't really want to be on the line and whatever the case may be. Um, but it's hard enough. So I actually like this guy and, you know, he communicated consistently and our methods of communication match. He ain't have no problem picking up the phone and calling me and talking his shit. And so, um, I was a little bit like, obviously anxious about, you know, the COVID thing. So my whole thing is I ain't getting all dolled up just to be going out and risking the Rona over, you know, some guy that ain't worth a damn. So we talked for a while before we actually met up because I wanted to wait for them to be a connection. So we finally met up after about the fifth or sixth week. So we've been talking for a month and a half at this point. Um, So we were doing the video chats and stuff like that. So it wasn't like anything, you know, bad. But as far as meeting up in person, it did take a while because, you know, COVID. Um, The date was cool, but sometimes I felt that, like, he was like distracted sometimes. Like when we're sitting down for lunch, um, it was all cool or whatever, but like he really wasn't like trying to like lead the conversation or whatever. And if he was, like it it wasn't anything like it, it didn't seem like he was trying to get to know me. It just kind of seemed like he wanted to talk shit. And like on the phone, we we talk shit all the time. But it's like, that's kind of what you do on the phone, especially someone you're talking to all the time. But it was just like, okay, this is the time for you to like be asking me about like my family and background and that whole thing. So like, I didn't really feel like he was like 
truly, truly like leading as far as like the get to know you part. But it's also a first date. So I'm like, okay, you know, even though we've been talking for a month and a half, you know, like we don't need to lead all into that. So whatever. But then like, he takes me to go get ice cream afterwards. And I just felt like he was spacey. Like he would like be present. And then like, sometimes he go quiet and be like out of space. And I just like, I wasn't super digging it. Um, and, and I started to get worried. Cause I'm like, dang, maybe we talked too much leading up to the date. And he just kind of like felt like comfortable and like he could chill. Um, but it just felt like he wasn't, like present like he wasn't there like and I just felt like um he was just a little like spaced out sometimes and he just really wasn't being engaging that's what I'm looking for like he wasn't really being engaging so it's just like what the heck on a date like you know this is your time to be chit-chatting getting to know me or whatever the case may be so I'm over here like twiddling my thumbs in the silence like you know so how about those Lakers? You know what I mean? It's just, uh, it's just, you know, I don't know. I was just a little frustrated with that part because I'm just like, dang, what's, what's his deal? Um, but then after that, he like tries to extend the date again. And I'm just like, you know, I, I just wasn't sure at that point back to the one hour thing in the trivia earlier. Like, I just wasn't sure like what to make of him just yet. Um, and so I was just, I called it, you know what I mean? I just said, yeah, you know, let's, let's catch up another time, whatever case may be. I, I got stuff to do. I had some stuff to finish. So whatever. Um, I always judge a man's interest by what he does after the first date. I was confused after this date because like there were parts that I felt that went well. And then there were parts that I felt like, like I said, I, I just felt like he wasn't, he was physically there, but he wasn't present. You know what I mean? He was just spaced out or whatever. And just like inside his brain. Um, and so I'm just thinking, I'm like, yeah, you know, I might not hear from him after this date. I hear from him three hours later. He texts me. He was like, so how was your nap? And I'm just like, okay, this is a good sign. Like, I always judge a man's interest by like, you know, if you reach out to me within a day or even within, you know, that night after a date, then that's a good sign, you know, of interest. So um, he did check a lot of boxes um, on paper, but emotionally, like the jury was still out. But, you know, it was a first date, so it could have been first date jitters. I did kind of like try to kind of justify, you know, like some of the things that happened. You know, maybe he was just nervous, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I just wasn't sure if this was normal for him, like, to not be engaging or whatever. So um, we did end up texting after the date for a few hours. Um, and I called him before I went to sleep like normal. And, you know, I just told him thanks for the date. I had a good time. Like, I, I think I said something to the effect of, like, you know, I'm headed out. You know, I'm tapping out for the night. But, you know, thanks for lunch. I had a good time. You know, you were kind of chill sometimes. You know, like, I just kind of, like, made a joke like that. Like, yeah, you were kind of chill sometimes. But, you know, it was a cool date. I'll definitely do it again. So just something, like, a real high level like that. Y'all, I fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but I set him off for some reason. This was very triggering to him. Like, 
he immediately caught that whole, you know, you you know, you were really chill, but it was cool. You know, like, I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something to that effect where I like, I slid it in. I didn't like say, oh, you were spacey or anything like that. Whatever I said, I keep it like, I keep it cute. It's so like, whatever I said, it was like super cute or whatever. But, you know, I still said it just so you kind of know that I peed, but, you know, I'm not really tripping about it. Um, and he immediately reacted and he was just like, well, it doesn't need to be lit all the time. And I was like mad confused. And he was like, he's like, I was like, what do you mean lit? Because like we hadn't even been drinking on the date. So I was just like, what do you mean? He was like, no, not drinking. He was like, you know, it just doesn't need to be like turned up all the time. It doesn't need to be, you know, on 10 on, on a date or whatever. So he just seemed really offended. And so like, I don't know why that was so triggering to him. I don't know. Maybe like he had heard that before, but like he got defensive. Like... I, uh, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Like, I don't know. And and I do, you know, have a lot of energy. I have a lot of personality. I am Tina Turnup, and I'm aware of that. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes I'm Tina Turnup. But, you know, I like to think that I'm, like, an introvert slash extrovert. Um, like, I'm the best of both worlds, in my opinion. But I just don't know. I don't know why that triggered him. But I just kind of, like, laughed it off. We went on about our usual antics of the night like we normally do. Everything was normal after that. Um, and that was the last time I heard from him. <laughs> so I don't know, but he completely washed his hands with me. Like he completely washed his hands with me. I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I was hurt. <laughs> like, I was in my feelings for a good week about this. Honestly, it was longer, but I'm gonna tell y'all it was a week. Um, I mean, we have been communicating for a month and a half, and, like, I'm definitely team date multiple people. Like, I'm always gonna be dating multiples at once. Um, but, that doesn't mean, and people who date multiples are like, well, you wouldn't even notice. No, that's not true. <laughs> you do notice when you're dating multiple people, you still notice who's on your line and who's not. Like, and honestly, at that time, the other guys, they just weren't really keeping up with, you know, his level of consistency. That was the thing that I was most you know, impressed about. Um, so to go from talking to someone you've been building a steady rapport with to absolutely nothing, it hurts. Like, and I'm not doing this show, like to be on here and on my pedestal and to be prideful or everything or anything like that. Like I, like I said, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this is a vulnerable episode. Cause like that shit really, really hurt. And I'm just like, you know, ugh. And just depending on who you're talking to, like I'll have friends who will say, well, you didn't even know him that long. It won't even be that big of a deal or, you know, like, listen, being ghosted hurts, okay? <laughs> like, so I'm definitely not going to be that friend that's going to be like, you're that bitch. Just get over it. Like, I'm not going to be that person. Like, it, 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 I, it did not give me good feelings. Like, especially because I just, I didn't understand. And I just, like, didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, why he got so set off or whatever. To the point where he didn't even want to just hit me up and just say, I don't want to do this. Like, whatever. So I called one of my good friends. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm just, ugh, I'm just sulking about this. So I called a good friend of mine and I told her what happened. You know what she told me? She had just got ghosted too. Now, we live in two completely different places, completely different guys. I think she met this guy on the app too, but like 
she had gotten ghosted too. This guy made plans for a date with her, didn't connect with her all day, like the day of the date, like they had talked, you know, all the time leading up to this. The day of the date, he ain't say nothing at all. But you know what he did do? He watched her stories on Instagram. Why in the world would you ghost somebody and then watch everything that they do during that day? So she was upset too. When I say ghosting is upsetting to me and my homegirls, I literally mean that shit. Like, what is wrong? I just don't, I don't understand. Like, I was so frustrated. And she actually hit him up like multiple times. Like, hey, you said five o'clock. Like, you know, and I'm, I told her, like, don't be getting dressed. Like, I'm real big on it. If I don't talk to you within, I've been late for dates before because a guy has waited too late to connect with me. I'm not going to start getting dressed until we've connected. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, she texted him or close to the time and nothing, nothing from him at all. So, I was just like really hot about the ghosting thing. And I decided, like, I need to deep dive into this. Like, what would make somebody disappear and just fall off the radar and not even just let the person know, like, hey, I got this going on or, you know, whatever. Um, And to take it a step further, why in the hell would you clock somebody on social media knowing that you just ghosted them or that you let things fizzle out? So I got some really good responses um, when I reached out to some fellas and asked them. So I'm going to read some of them. Um, One of the guys was saying, I can't speak for all men, but there's multiple reasons for ghosting. One, a man will ghost a woman once he sees he's not gaining anything from her, whether it's sexual or not. Um, Two, if the convo is dry or the men feels like a bother, then he'll ghost. Or three, if the man starts talking to this woman and realizing that they're not on the same level, some dudes will ghost and just say that they didn't want to waste her time. Interesting. Um, This guy said, I ghosted due to seeing something that didn't appeal to me, or I saw that things weren't going anywhere. I realized in hindsight, that was me avoiding conflict and not being respectful of boundaries and communicating. Would have been better had I said something. So I'm sure that many men suffer those same things, possibly. So I really like that answer because we stand an accountable man, okay? (laughs) Um, so then I also asked them about the whole, you know, why do men clock? So he answered that part too. He said, um, whenever I would ghost, I would do the scrub. I didn't want to see them or have any idea what they were doing. When I'm gone, I'm gone. But I do think for most men, it's a level of accessibility and control because things and views may change. They might not have seen her in one role, but see them in another role in the future. So it's like a watch list or a scouting report. So I thought that was funny because I just could not figure out, like, why the hell would you watch a woman's Instagram? Like, not even specific to my friend, but there's guys that I've talked to on the apps or just, like, met or, like, been on dates with and... They still watch my socials. Why are you watching me if you don't want to talk? What fans say just say, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Like, so um, we'll get into a couple more. Uh, 
So guys just said, you know, I ghosted because something didn't appeal to me. Um, I just wasn't interested anymore. He said, the reason men will watch your social media is men tend to have a control aspect with their ego. It's all about access and manipulation. So it's the second time a man used the word access. Hmm. Um, Somebody else said something about how men like to check the temperature of the situation and knowing that she will wonder what's up as far as like him looking at her, what she's doing, um, you know, that'll keep him on her mind. And he didn't even have to do much to make that occur. So I was like, ooh, that's true. Because, you know, we be watching who be watching us. <laughs> um, and I'll read this last one. Um, it says, I think men ghost women because they are afraid to confront women they no longer see as beneficial to their own purpose, whether that's sex, companionship, or financially. Yeah. Some men will think it saves them the pain of hurting a woman's feelings. Some men are just simply afraid to say bye. And then you have others that believe they have planted roots for future engagements, hence why they still will follow or cyberstalk these women. A real man, if he so decides that a woman is no longer for him, will tell her exactly how he is feeling. A real man will give the woman the peace of mind that she is still special and has the potential to find someone else. I'm going to end with that one as far as what the guy said about the ghosting situation. I just, some of them were on some fuck shit, but we wanted them to be honest. Um, I wanted them to be honest because I really think that, you know, knowing the why can kind of help people start to unpack their feelings about stuff. Um, I think women ghost for different reasons. For me, times that I've ghosted, it's definitely been a safety situation. Some guys just don't know how to take no for an answer. Um, or they'll try to convince you, like, no, I'll fix whatever it is that you don't like, you know. But to be very clear, ghosting is cowardice behavior. So the men who do it, the women who do it, it's just cowardice. Like, there's nothing wrong with not seeing a future with somebody. Um, but I know men specifically, and as some of these guys alluded to, they feel like they won't be seen as a bad guy if they don't say the words like if they just stay silent you know they feel like that's not as bad as saying hey I don't see it for you anymore <laughs> um and I just think that's horrible it is just such cowardice behavior and you know it's not really it's more so about that person not being mature enough to put themselves in a com uncomfortable position just for a few minutes and just letting that person know hey you know, this ain't it. Um, and so I did just kind of, you know, want to start off there. Just what is ghosting? Why do people do it? Um, some of the guys expressed remorse that reached out and told me that they wish they behaved differently in the past. Um, there are some guys that I ghosted and, you know, I do, you know, wish that I could, I had the balls to be a little bit more, you know, like honest, but it's just something that we do when we're scared. Um, again, there's nothing wrong with not seeing the future with someone, but ghosting is just really unfair and it's just really hurtful to that other person. And, you know, when you're the ghoster, you know, you might have your reasons, but anybody who's been on the receiving end of a Casper, it does not feel good.
So now that we kind of went through like what ghosting means and why people do it, let's get into what happens when you are ghosted. Alexa played Seven Whole Days by Tony Braxton. (laughs) Um, If it's one thing I'm going to do when I get ghosted, I'm going to rationalize, okay? And this is going to sound familiar, y'all. Maybe his phone is dead and, like, he doesn't have a charger. Or he might be really busy and just, you know, he's going to follow up with me soon. Or maybe he got hit by a car and he's lying in a hospital bed. (laughs) I'm a creative. So I will make some shit up. Um, But these are all very, you know, real excuses. Um, But it's also some BS, you know. But like in my mind at the time of the rationalized, I'm like, there has to be something drastic that happened that caused this man not to hit me back. The pride comes before the fall, (laughs) y'all. Like when reality starts to sink in and I realize, you know what? This man really ain't going to hit me up. Like I start to go into panic mode. And at that point, we hit the internalized portion. Am I ugly? (laughs) Is it my hair, my face, body, clothes? Did I say something stupid? Am I not his type? Like... Any insecurity I've ever had in my life since like the age 12 just starts like flooding back (laughs) and the internalized phase is the worst because it's like you just start digging deep inside yourself like what the fuck what what is wrong with me like what did I do wrong like oh it's just like internalized is bad but it happens because the first thing is hmm maybe something went wrong with him then you're like wait is it me you know And that's honestly the worst part of ghosting is all of the confusion. Things are going good. What did I do? What did I do wrong? Did I do anything wrong? Is it me? Is it him? What happened? (laughs) Like that is the frustrating part about the ghosting is the confusion because you just, you don't even have the luxury of knowing why. If a guy said, you know what? I just ain't feeling you. I'm like, okay. All right ain't no problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's gonna sting, but I get over that. But the not knowing is what keeps you up at night. You know, the idea of someone not wanting me isn't even the hard part here. It's just like, I don't even know why. And you felt so little care that you couldn't even let me down, you know? And I'm a Virgo. I told y'all that overthinking is my middle name. I want to be put out of my misery. Just tell me you didn't like that my fingernail polish was chipped and you like a girl to keep herself together. <laughs> like, But you don't have that luxury in ghosting. So let's get past it. How do we get through the phase of getting ghosted? First things first, you need to feel the feels. It's okay to acknowledge that you're upset. Like, some people just want to play macho. And yeah, they hit me back. It's whatever, though. You know what I mean? Like, I just, when I got ghosted by Summertime Casper, um, I definitely had people that were just like, whatever. Like, you a bad bitch. You'll be fine. Like, he wasn't even all of that anyway. Like, but no, like I'm hurting, like, and I'm sad and like, I'm feeling all these emotions. And like, 
I need you to allow me to have these emotions. So getting past ghosting, the first thing you need to do is allow yourself to feel the feelings. Ghosting hurts. Like, it's okay. Ghosting hurts. The next thing you need to do is stop internalizing. Beating yourself up gets you nowhere. There is a chance that you did absolutely nothing wrong. And if it helps boost your ego, no news is good news. They didn't even want to tell you what it was. So you don't even know if it (laughs) was you. So, you know, if he didn't think it was a match for whatever reason, or he had his own emotional issues, it is what it is. Um, Summertime Casper admitted to me a few days before that date um, that he had just gotten out of a relationship maybe a month before he and I connected and he he had moved this girl in. And so like, I had found this information out way late in the game, at least for me emotionally, because like I said, it had been five or six weeks at that point. So I'm ready to meet up at this point, you know, but that could have very much have been, you know, the reason why he was so disconnected sometimes on our date. And, you know, he was just getting back out there and maybe he realized that dating specifically a girl like me, um, which is more work than he was ready for at that point. So a lot of times, you know, it's not always about you. And so internalizing is just not the way to go. Like either way, just because someone's interested, it doesn't mean that like no one will ever be interested in you. Whatever all those insecurities, you done dredged out the fucking mud. Like put that shit down back in the dirt, okay? Like put it back. Like, you are an interesting person. People will be interested in you again. Just because this one person was not interested and they didn't even have the like strength to tell you what the reasons were, that doesn't mean you aren't worthy. And a lot of times we connect a we connect everything in dating to our worth and our value. Um, and ghosting is one of those things you just need to cut off because you are worthy of a good partner and a person, you know like that doesn't want to be honest and upfront with you about that, that doesn't make you unworthy just because they couldn't tell you what the reason was. And again, it probably wasn't you. Like, and honestly, every no just makes me go harder. Like when someone goes to me, I'm just like, you know what? It wasn't a fit, but it's going to be somebody that really, really bangs with me. And that's going to really be about it. And I ain't going to never have to have no issues with keeping them, you know, on my line. So, um, just don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, something that happens, a little sidebar, I want to comment on the Instagram thing (laughs) because it just happens. Uh, I would say, mute them or stories or whatever you follow people on I would say mute them and don't block them um immediate jerk reaction that me and my friend had when we were talking about our mutual ghosting was like social media and continuing to post or whatever and she's just like I can't believe he's watching my stories and all of this But my whole thing is, like, if you block him, like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not going to give you this power. But what I am going to do is mute you because... I'm still going to show out. I'm going to live my best life. I'm still going to. And I told her, you better post yourself like 
out to dinner or looking super cute or having fun or whatever. But like, if you continue to let him watch your stories, everything you do is going to be rooted in his thoughts and in his opinions. Like there's been guys where that I wouldn't particularly ghost it, but things just didn't work out and they'll follow me and or they'll, you know, be following me on socials or whatever. And I just find like myself looking to make sure that they saw that cute outfit that I had on or that my face was bead or all the fun stuff that I'm doing. Like, no, I don't want to see that you are seeing my stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm big on muting somebody because I don't I don't want the smoke with all the blocking and stuff, but live your best life. You know what I mean? I think that for some people, blocking is going to be a good idea. But for me, especially with a ghoster, like, nah, you're going to see me being lit. You too cowardice to speak up, but you're going to see. She moving on just fine without you. Uh, so my thing is mute, don't block, but you got to do what's best for you and what's best for your healing so that's my thoughts on the whole following on instagram even after you ghosted or did some dumb shit um so next to next thing in getting past the ghosting um you kind of go from this whole internalizing thing to give up mode um <laughs> so after accepting like okay you know I might not be the problem you know this could have been something that he was dealing with it's super easy to bring out the pitchforks and like make it a man specific issue or a generational issue like men these days can't communicate men ain't shit hookup culture they just want sex men this men that I'm never dealing with these penis panderers again <laughs> like I have been there give up most is real like you just get so frustrated and so angry and just irritated like especially if you've been ghosted multiple times or you just keep striking out in your dating life you're just over it you know what I mean so I definitely understand give up mode dating is hard and it does get hopeless sometimes you know and sometimes you just like fuck it it's just gonna be me and these dogs when I'm 60 whatever I don't like cats so I said dogs um but you know it is what it is or you could take the other angle, which is not a good angle either, and just be like, I'm the sad part. I'm never going to find a one. No one's ever going to want me, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, you kind of like throw that pity party and that's just not a stage to be at for a long time. So the anger, the sad, feel it, feel the feelings, but do not wallow forever. Do not sit up here and be sad and pathetic, but also don't be bitter. That's not cute, y'all, okay? And the last thing you want to do um, in the last phase is really just getting back on the saddle. Like, this is when you've gotten all the feels out. You went past your anger, you passed all the nonsense, and you're just ready to move on. This is when you start you know, putting your pinky toe back into the dating pool and trying again. Things don't seem as hopeless. You might catch somebody on that's like, hmm, this could work. You're dating a little bit more cautiously because, you know, you got stung. The sting don't sting as much as it was stinging, but it's still stung. <laughs> so, you know, but you're ready to get back on the saddle at this point. So um, this is the time where it's cool to move on, but you got to just make sure like, you know, you don't bring that baggage and that package and all your mess 
from this ghosting situation into the next one because there'll definitely be times where I'm just like, look, if you are not, you know, interested, then you need to let me know. And, you know, don't do that. <laughs> don't do It's so easy to do when you're, when you are seeing somebody else and you're starting all the way back over, but just don't do that. So, you know, it's great when you make it to this point because you are made it ready to move on and, you know, hopefully you've healed and you've gotten past everything. If you've been listening closely, you'll realize that I literally just described the five stages of grief. (laughs) In other words, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Like I said, it is okay to acknowledge like being hurt about ghosting. You know, these are the ways that I process the emotion. So I just kind of wanted to share it with y'all. But these are the stages of grief. It's just, you know, like the, the reason that I have this podcast and this show and the the reason why I am on airwaves telling y'all about <laughs> the tragic shit that happened to me this summer and how upset I was about it. Like, I want y'all to learn from the things that I've been through. Like, you are not alone in this. And, you know, it's okay to acknowledge I'm never going to minimize anybody's feelings. I don't care if you only talk to them for a week. You know, it just sucks. It sucks. But we're going to get through it, y'all. Like, I'm, <laughs> I went, I got through it then. I'm getting through it now. Hell, I, <laughs> I just got ghosted again. It's so funny because... I've had this episode, I've had my schedule planned for a while. I've had this episode planned for a very, very long time. I'd say at least three or four weeks. And and I already knew it was going to be about ghosting. Um, and <laughs> I started talking to a guy. Um, and he, we were connected to a mutual person. So we have a mutual person between us that, you know, knows both of us. And, you know, this person hyped him up or whatever and, you know, said how great he'd be and how great we get along. So we talked briefly. We only talked like a week before our date. Um, so it wasn't a lot, a lot of lead up. Um, we met up at a hookah spot. And honestly, y'all, this was the, excuse me, this was the best first date that I have had in a long time, like in a long time. It was just pure vibes, good connection. Like he was engaging. He was confident. He was fun to be around. Plus he was good on paper. I don't have no problem meeting men that are good on paper, but meeting men that you just like have a good time with and that you just vibe with. Like I just hadn't had that in a long time. And so I was excited. Um, And it's just like, dang, you know, you always get it, when you date a lot, it's like, it's hard to get excited because you kind of didn't, let me speak for myself. I didn't see it a lot. I didn't see it at all. And sometimes I'm just like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Another date, another dollar, whatever. Um, and, but I was really excited about this guy. And it's especially because we had a mutual who spoke highly of him and the mutual knew we were going to get along. So we talked the day after the day we were texting. And then the day after that, we texted a little bit more and he called me while he was at work. And so we talked for about 15 minutes and really good conversation. He said, yeah, we're going to have to pick this up. And I said, okay. Um, and the next day I sent him a meme and, you know, we just kept texting just a little bit um and that was it did not hear from him again um and it's just so it's just so annoying because you're right freaking back at square one so what did I do rationalize and internalize and I'm like maybe he died (laughs) 
<laughs> like I know it's so horrible, but that just that is the first place the first place I go to is I'm about to sit up here and rationalize like how how could you not hit me back you know but I didn't even do the internalized stage for very long because I didn't do shit wrong this go round um and I knew that it was a vibe and it's a connection and it was a connection there like things were going really really well for a couple days so I was just like you know all this am I not cute thoughts I it wasn't none of that because I just the connection was definitely there the vibe was there um but you know as we gone through on this episode none of that mattered he you know for whatever reason he just wasn't feeling me and it just it just was what it was um and it just fizzled out and it is disappointing because like you go through all the motions especially if it's somebody that you're interested in you know what I mean with the earlier guy the jury was still out you know what I mean like the guy from the summer but with hookah casper (laughs) with that one I would say it was about the hour mark that it at that point I was just like yep yep I'm feeling it you know so it is disappointing but you know you just go back through those stages. So I feel like at this point, like I almost logged back into the apps today. Like <laughs> I didn't really do the whole, no, 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 I did. I'm not going to lie. I definitely went through the whole, you know, I hate men. Why are they all like this? Why are they so horrible? Am I ever going to find someone? Life is so drab. I'm just going to be single forever. I'm going to be listening to your single for info life. Like I did, I, I'm not going to lie. I did have that stage in this past week, but I definitely have rebounded and I'm ready. I'm ready to start dating again. You know, I've, I've, I've watched that ghosting experience from the past week off of me. So I almost logged into the apps today, but um, I'll probably log back in in a couple of days. So yeah. And some of y'all are going to listen to this. And y'all are going to say, like, why didn't you just reach out to those guys? Like, why didn't you find why? Why did find out why? Why didn't you tell them off? Like, maybe they were waiting to hear from you first. I don't claim to be an expert on men. Like, I've you've not, you have not, and you will not hear me say that. <laughs> like, I don't sit up here and say, well, men, this is what you got to do. Duh. Like, you know, I don't sit up here and claim to be an all-knower of men. You won't ever hear me peddling facts that I know to be certain about this species with the XY chromosomes. It, it's not a lot that I'm going to sit up here and say, I know this about men. The only thing that I can tell you that I know for certain about men wait for it. They do what they want. That's it. They do what they want. They do what they want. And it shouldn't surprise you because you've seen it. Like we've all seen men go hard for, you know, for you or, or you've seen it, you know, in other couples, but, um, Men do exactly what they want. And it's the simplest concept, but it's so hard for us to grasp. If he doesn't call, it's because he didn't want to. It ain't no amount of ego, no amount of busy, no amount of rules that's going to get in the way of a man that wants a woman that he's interested in. You know, and he's going to want her to know with certainty that he is interested. Like, I don't play games 
but I'm also not going to be begging men to choose me this early in the game. Like, if you're interested, you're going to let it be known. And it's like, and I'm starting, I can text both of them and they'll engage with me. You know, both of the Caspers will probably, you know, be okay with taking me out again. But it's like, how bad do I want a man? <laughs> like, do I want a man so bad that I'm going to sit up here every time, you know, he goes off and does this thing, I'm going to go texting him and calling him, well, where you at? Where you been? Why did you go? Like, what the fuck? I'm I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I know that some of y'all are going to be asking, you know, why didn't you just hit them up? Like, Nah, it is just it was just it was way too early in the game for you to be dropping off and a man that really really wants you is just not going to let that much time pass. I'm going to be honest, the guy that just ghosted me like the last week or so by the second day I had already kind of accepted what it was. Like it it's not going to be 72 hours where a man that fucks with you is not going to want to be on your line. Even if he calling you to say where you been and why why haven't I heard from you? Even if he hitting you up like that, like where you been? You know what I mean? But he not going to let that much time pass. And I have just long accepted like and this is for me, like, I don't want to be the one leading in my relationship. Like, I have a strong personality in every corner of my life. I am a boss lady. But in my relationship, I want to stand down. Okay? Call me. Communicate with me. Make plans with me. Like, lead. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, I, that's not to say I'm not going to be a good partner or reciprocate. But I want the man to lead. That's just how I I view, you know, romantic interpersonal relationships that's that's just how I view it and so when a man doesn't do any of that it's because he doesn't want to and specifically he doesn't want to with me and that's the part that stings it does sting, but it is what it is and I've learned to stop demonizing men who do not want me like not being compatible with someone doesn't mean that you know y'all are bad people. You know what I mean? If someone don't want you, that doesn't make them a bad person. Uh, It's just not a match. And that's okay. Like, it's completely okay meeting a great person or a not so great person and just saying it's not a match. You cannot fit a square into a circle. I'm not desperate. You know, I've been single for 10 years. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and just accept any old thing and be chasing a man down begging him like Meredith Grey did like want me choose me like I know that's such an epic scene but I ain't gonna do it (laughs) um but you know I just I'm not gonna waste energy on being mad at men who are not a match for me it's more so the manner of the dissolution that matters like the way that you in this connection that matters. And like I said, ghosting ain't it. You know, the guy talked to you for a month and a half. It was like, damn, dude, you could have said something. You know what I mean? Like, you could have said something. Like, with the last dude, you know, it was a great connection. He checked pretty much all of my boxes. You know what I mean? But, you know, it just was what it was. He just hasn't reached out, you know? Men who want you apply pressure they make it abundantly clear what time it is like when you're interested in someone you just don't leave them questioning and men for sure they're not going to do that you know but it is frustrating because 
a lot of times the ghosting just has to do with the other person and them just not having the maturity to be upfront, honest, and considerate of the other person and their feelings. So in conclusion, don't be ghosting. Be an adult about it. It's okay to let people down and just say, hey, it's not going to work. You know, it's just not a match. It just doesn't fit. It's okay to do that. But we'll go ahead and wrap up this segment. All right, y'all, it's time for the dating tip of the day. This week, the dating tip is compliment your date, okay? (laughs) This goes for ladies and gentlemen. Like, it doesn't matter, like, if this is a first date, if this is a 10th date. Like, they took the time to show up and to be here with you and to be engaged with you and just to spend some time. And everybody put some sort of effort into their looks. So um, just tell your date they look nice. Especially, I mean, obviously as a woman, we put in way, way more work like than the men do to get ready for a date, way more than we're willing to admit. Um, but, you know, give your date a compliment, like, and give a true compliment, not just you... Ugh. Oh my God, y'all, I was on this date and this guy was like, mm, I ain't gonna lie, you fine as hell. <sighs> I just felt like we're on a date right now. Like, you're not cat calling me on the street. Like, don't give a real compliment. Like, for the guys, like, tell them, tell the guy, I like your watch. I think I heard men like compliments on their watches. Um, compliment their ways, tell them they seasick. Um, tell the person that they smell nice, you like their voice, just give them something like it does not have to be in the physical either. Like when people tell me that they like my energy, like that is like one of the best compliments that people can give me like that or like I really like your personality, like something like that that's not even physical. I love that shit. Like it just it just makes me feel good inside. So dating tip of the day, compliment your date. Okay. All right, guys, now it's time for Down in the DM. So this is the listener letter segment where you guys have reached out to me, emailed me, sent me DMs, whatever the case may be, with your advice or questions that you want me to answer. If you have questions or need advice and you want me to answer them on this show, send an email to listen to your single friend at gmail.com and put down in the DMs in the subject. So our first letter, we're going to call him, it's a guy, we're going to call him A, like pretty, he said A like pretty little liars. So A says, Hey friend, so I don't know what to do with my situation. I'm really just coming out of a two-year relationship with someone I loved and I have been single for a year. I'm trying to figure out what to do with my relationship life, but I just don't really know what I want. Since the breakup at the end of 2019, I've still been in direct communication with my ex and even did a few backslides and went over to his place. I started talking to someone during quarantine and they became my quarantine bay until I had to move and relocate to a different state for my job at the end of the summer. I really liked him, but even if I stayed in the area, I don't think I could have ever fully committed to him because I'm still hung up on my ex. 
I want to explore my new area I live in, but I think I'm so stuck on the past and haven't truly moved on. Maybe I just never let myself be single. I went from my two-year relationship to a quarantine bay, and now finally I'm really single. I want to see what the dating life is like here, but I just haven't been interested in finding it. Am I still just too in love with my ex to move on? I still talk to him randomly from time to time, but know that it's not going to work because we don't live in the same area anymore. How do I get myself back out in the dating world again? Help me, friend. Thank you for your letter, A. Um, <laughs> This was a really good one because I liked how it's it's almost like you want to explore being single, uh, but you're just not really sure where to go with it. But the one thing that I wanted to point out is the X thing. You said, you know, it's not going to work because you don't live in the same area anymore. But you didn't say that it's not going to work because it's not going to work. So I'm almost questioning here, like, are you even done with this dude? Y'all broke up last year, like, and you admit that you've been backsliding over the past year. So it's just like, have you even had a chance to grieve the relationship? Like, still being in direct communication with him, talking to him, still going over and backsliding. Um, like, I just don't know if you've had time to actually heal. And you say that you want to, but to what extent? Because you're going to have to, I, I think that you being in communication with somebody that you're still in love with is getting in the way of your growth and your healing. Um, and that's not to say that you and the ex can't be friends in the future, but have y'all, have you gotten a chance to just grieve the situation? Like, is it not going to work because y'all don't live in the same area anymore? Is it not going to work because whatever, you know, the reason was that y'all broke up, it was, you know, differences that you know that you guys can't fix. Like, if you are still in love with your ex, one or two things is going to happen. You're going to realize that you need to move on for reasons other than location, or you're going to try to work it back out with him. And so that is something that you need to decide, you know, what is the reason that y'all broke up? Is this something that can be worked out again? Um, but I honestly think that that starts with you taking a break from the ex. And when I say a break, I mean, don't be talking to him. Don't be backsliding. I'm, I'm assuming you've gone back to wherever the place was that you used to live because uh, you said you've backslided a few times and seen the ex. Um, don't be backsliding, you know, block them. No, no, no. Don't block them on socials. Don't block him. Mute. Okay. Muting is one of my favorite things on Instagram because there's some people it's like, I don't want the drama of blocking you when that being a whole thing. Cause people, especially exes will make it a thing. Like you don't have to block him, but mute, go on his page, click the little drop down where it says following mute, his posts and his stories. Don't see what he doing. Don't see what he got going on. That's going to get into the way of you moving on for real. If that's what you want to do, that's going to get in the way of you moving on if you see if you're constantly being reminded of that relationship and everything you guys had but step one friend you're gonna have to go cold turkey 
it don't have to be forever, but you need to get him out of your system. And he's still very much in your system, you know, and you said, am I, am I still just too in love? You know what I mean? Like you're still in love. You're still in there. Like you need time, boo. You really do need time. <laughs> um, I'm happy to know that you like did start seeing somebody else. Um, I'm not sure if this was rebound Bay, but well, no, it's not. It's not. Re- I mean, I, it is rebound Bay because you said that you don't know if you could have even fully committed to him because you're still hung up on the ex. You got to get unhung. Like you're in a new place. Explore. Like, I'm not saying have a whole season. Like, I honestly don't even think you need to be filling your space with other people. Because like, even with Quarantine Bay, that's not really fair to Quarantine Bay that you are connecting with him emotionally and probably physically, but you know you'll never be 100% there. You got some unpacking to do. You got some work to do. And so I think a part of that, another part of that is just getting to know that area, but that doesn't mean you need to be dating right now. Like, I don't think that your next step, I think the first step is cleansing your system of the X for a little while. But I think the next thing is, is just being single. Do you, you're in a new place, explore, find new restaurants, you know, like find new things to do is still a pandemic but you know try to find some friends like do you even have friends in this new place like have fun excuse me have fun um and just focus on yourself right now um getting back into dating right now i i just don't suggest that because it's just not fair to the other people i read this quote someone sent me this quote the other day i'm going to see if i can find it But it said, oh, I hope I can find it. Oh, okay. This is what it said. Stop dating and healing at the same time. That was for you, A. Stop dating and healing at the same time. So I know you asked how to get back into, you know, the dating world. But I think that you need to focus on you right now. Thanks for your letter. All right, y'all. So I got another letter this week. We're going to call her... Pauletta. <laughs> so she said, Hey, sis, long story short, my fine coworker and I hooked up, but now I find him aggravating and not it for me. And I'm trying to reestablish a only coworker, not even friend dynamic. Any suggestions? And yes, we're on the same team and sit a few cubes apart. Please don't judge me, y'all. <laughs> Pauletta, Pauletta. <laughs> so this the subject was I need to set boundaries with a coworker. Boundaries, yes, you do. Okay, so boundaries were crossed clearly. Sis, we not judging, but what the fuck? You cannot shit where you sleep. What were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking? Ugh. So we're not judging. It's just don't do it again. You do not shit where you, what does they say? You do not shit where you eat, period. Um, the fact that he works on your team and the fact that he sits near you and you find him aggravating, it's just fucking mind-blowing. Like, it's, it's, it's so funny. But long story short, you guys cross the boundary and you need to bring it back. Um, I'm going to be honest, you might have to do a little bit of, you might have to play nice a little bit. 
you basically made your work husband your bad husband like and y'all are still co-workers so you're going to have to still be nice to him because first of all you don't want no hr problems like i don't know what your company culture is like and you know you just don't want the smoke like at all because he could totally some men get really petty and upset when they're rejected so like you just don't want the smoke and you don't want this to mess up you know your bag so like don't you cannot be harsh or be mean to him um because y'all are on the same team oh my god okay <laughs> but you you just can't be harsh to him you're going to have to play nice so listen, I know you find him aggravating, but you cross that line. And at this point, the only way in salvaging this is you playing nice. Um, My best advice in this situation, honestly, is just be honest to the point where you say, hey, we work together. I think you're cool, but I don't want this to affect what we got going on. You know, I don't mind us, you know, speaking at work or, you know, whatever the case may be, but I definitely just am in a mindset right now where I want work to be work and I want outside of work to be outside of work. And, you know, in dealing with you, that blurs the lines and I just don't want to blur the lines anymore. And just tell him, you know, I think you're cool, but, you know, it's just, this is, this job, you know, what we do, this is important to both of us. And I just don't want this to get in the way. And I just, you know, I feel like it's getting in the way. Um, You just have to be careful because he probably will try to talk you out of it. Oh, no, it ain't gonna be no problem. We can keep keeping this a secret and you just need to put your foot down. But this is where the playing nice comes in. You just be like, hey, you know... Like, you know, you cool. It's just, it's just not, this is just not what I'm focused on right now. And honestly, if you need to bring up some other shit going on in your life, this is the time to do that. You know, I'm focused on my family. I'm focused on, you know, I got businesses that I'm starting. I'm focused on other stuff. I just don't have time for dating and I definitely don't have time for dating at work. But you gotta be nice about it because this could blow up in your fucking face. He could drag you. He could tell the other coworkers. He could slut shame you. This is very, very delicate. <sighs> sis it's just really really delicate so obviously you know he sits nearby you and if you need to come up with like rules I, I'm, I'm just you know I'm not sure if he's even speaking to you at work or how the dynamic is for you guys while you're at work but definitely be very clear on that part that at work we speak about work. So I hope that you guys are not like instant messaging or doing no anything stupid, like, you know, sexting on the <laughs> instant communicator or whatever the case may be. But it's really going to be the outside of work boundaries that you need to be clear on. The good news for you is the outside ain't really open. So you got a million excuses at this point, you know, like you got a lot of things that you could say, but you just need to be very, very, you can't just, you can't rip the bandaid off and just this. I'm, I know some of y'all are going to disagree, but this is your job. And this is the one time setting that boundary and being really clear. Hey, it's not working for me. 
this is just not going to be a thing. This is the one time I'm going to tell you that you need to smudge it just a little bit because you could fuck up your other your other stuff by, you know, being too harsh with him because he's on your team too. Oh, girl, but we're not judging. Pauletta, it'll be fine. Be nice, but be stern and go into that situation already knowing what your plan of action is. Look, at work, this is what we're going to do. Outside of work, I got a lot going on. This is what I'm focused on. And so I just want to be clear that this is just not a priority. Dating is not a priority for me right now. Just be honest, but don't be too honest. (laughs) Thank you, Pauletta, for writing in and uh, letting us know what's going on. All right, it's time for our trivia. Before we close, y'all know I like to do games. So in the theme of ghosting, that's what the question is going to be geared to. Um, what are the chances a man is going to call after a first date if he did not call within the first 24 hours? Is it A, 50%, B, 12%, C, 72%, or D, 23%? If he didn't call you after the first date, within the first day, what are the chances that he is going to do it? on day two (laughs) so that is the trivia question of the day you will have to listen to the next episode to find out what the answer is that's all for today's show like i said join us for next episode for the answer to our trivia questions Um, before you go friends make sure you share this episode subscribe rate us leave us a review y'all tell me y'all like it but y'all be telling me what y'all like about it compliment me (laughs) um but yeah thanks guys thanks for listening i'll talk to you next time Mm -hmm.